0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 19th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. And right now we're on this parable of the rich fool. There was a man that was storing up and storing up and storing up, and he was just storing up for himself. And he had so much stuff that he didn't even know where to put it. And he wasn't focused on being a blessing to anybody else. The blessing of Abraham, it was a blessing where we're supposed to be blessed to be a blessing. And so there's the blessing of God that's on us but the blessing of God and the resources of God come to us so that it can flow through us. When you become a conduit of God, say this, say, I am a conduit of God. When I'm a conduit of God's love, his wisdom, his favor, his knowledge, his grace, his peace and forgiveness and all of that, and finances, when I'm a conduit, for God on this planet. There's no limit to what God will do in me and with me and through me. Say amen to that. The same applies for you. So this is Pearls from the parables, part 81. And the title of today's message is God's Heart for Prosperity. I do believe that it is the will of God that we prosper. I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. I do believe that it is the will of God that we prosper. And I'm going to talk about God's heart for prosperity this morning. Get ready to receive. All right. So let's get into the word for this morning. Go ahead and put in the chat, God wants me to prosper. God wants me to prosper. God wants me to succeed. God wants me to come out on top. It definitely doesn't, God doesn't want me to fail. Yeah. And so anyway, I may. Go, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't go to it this morning. I, I may go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 tomorrow. I, I'll see. i see however the Holy Spirit leads. But you know the scripture that says that you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out, blessed coming in, all of that. Your storehouses will be overflowing none of your people, none of your children will get sick. That's the blessing. And the blessing is is described very clearly in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And then there's also a description of the curse. (laughs) And so I may go there. I may go there to just, you know, uh, juxtapose the the blessing with the curse. So let's be clear. God doesn't want us to fail. Uh, That's part of the curse. That's not part of the blessing. So anyway, let's get into it before we get into the parable. Let's look at uh, Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture we've been looking at all year because I believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So in this season, if you have anybody in your life that you know that an area of their life has dried up, they lost their joy. They, lo- they lost their passion. They love God, but they, they just lost it. Like Now they're, they're battling thoughts of depression and despair. They're battling thoughts of suicide. They want to give up. Listen, this is a season for the Lord to restore them and refresh them again. It says, look, in the text, dry hearts will be drenched again. Let's pray. Let's believe God that God will restore them, that God will rejuvenate them, that God will give them the zeal back, the hope back, the passion back. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. So here's the parable. Lord, do it again. All right, here's the parable. Jesus said, listen, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. This guy had it going on. He had a lot of stuff. And he thought to himself, now, what am I going to do? I don't even have any place to put all my stuff, all the crops. He says, oh, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to build bigger barns so that I can store more and more and more and more of my surplus. And then I'm going to say to myself, (laughs) He said, oh my God, after I store up all of this stuff, I'm going to say to myself, I'm going to walk over to the mirror and say, hey, self, you got a lot of stuff. And because you got a lot of stuff, now it's time for you to take it easy. Let's go eat and drink and be merry. And God said to him, you fool, this very night is your soul required of you. Now what's going to happen with all the stuff? You, you, You have made your life about stuff instead of about me. And because you've made your life about stuff. Instead of about me, this very night, you fool, your soul will be required of you. Jesus said, this is how it's going to be with anyone who just stores up stuff for themselves and their heart is not right towards God. Oh my God. So this say, that's not me. That's not me. Put in the chat, my heart is right towards God. Verse 21 from the message translation says, that's what happens when you fill your heart or your barn with self and not with God. So what does this is mean? For you today. I have four things to share with you in this morning. Four. As I get into these four things, I need you to rid your heart of all distractions. I need you to lock in four things. Number one, here we go. It is in God's heart for his children to prosper. Put in the chat, God wants me to prosper. I understand that there's this term out there, prosperity gospel, and 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 you know. There, there's there's some things associated with that that really just makes my skin crawl, right? You there's there, yes. Is it true that people have manipulated people for money? Yes. Has this happened in church? Yes. Unfortunately, have there been some unscrupulous pastors and preachers? Unfortunately, yes. Have there been people that say if you send me a thousand dollars, God is gonna bless you? You know, go ahead. Here's my address. You know, yeah. Has, has that happened? Yes, that's happened. But like I shared with you yesterday, Bishop TD Jake said, let's agree that the pattern is right, even though the material may be flawed. Let's agree that the Bible is right, even though some people have manipulated it. So let's not throw out the Bible just because some people have done some things wrong. Let's see what the Bible says. In 3 John 2, the Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants you to prosper and God wants you to be healthy. God wants me to be to live long and strong and declare the works of the Lord. And God wants me to have everything I need to accomplish his kingdom plans and purposes while I'm on this planet. Say amen to that. So God does want us to prosper. Now, but this says God wants you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. i told you many times that you will never experience life prosperity beyond your level of soul prosperity. In other words, in the kingdom, you have to see it on the inside. If you can't see it, you can't be it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. In the kingdom, you have to see it on the inside well before you can have it on the outside. And so your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. You can put that in the chat. I've said that many times. Your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. So you gotta have soul prosperity on the inside. You got to love and like yourself. You got to see yourself the way that God sees you. You got to believe what God believes about you. You got to receive the vision that God has given you for for this season and for your future and lay it out and believe that God God is going to give you all the resources at just the right time to bring this thing to pass. God will bring my gift, will make room for me and bring me before a great man. God is going to open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. God is going to give me the wisdom and I'm going to develop the discipline required to be able to manage the resources so that I can do what God has called me to do. All of this is happening, but I got to see it on the inside first put in the chat, my soul is prospering. Say amen to that. Psalms 35 and 27. That's what the Bible says. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually. What are we supposed to say continually? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let the Lord be magnified. I magnify, oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm going to magnify the Lord and let the Lord be magnified. And this Lord that I'm magnifying, that I'm lifting up, that I'm giving God glory and honor and praise, he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He is happy when I am blessed. He wants to see me. He wants to see you succeed. We are his children. We're called by his name. So this is not the prosperity gospel, but I'm not confusing the gospel. I know that Jesus died for everyone everywhere. The gospel is that we're not right. It's not I'm right and you're wrong. We're all wrong and we all need Jesus. And I got it. And 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 Eternal life has been provided to everyone. And that's why we got to preach the gospel and we need to see the lost come to Jesus. I'm not confusing that at all. But apart from eternal salvation, what I am saying is this, if I'm still here, it's because God is not through with me. If all God wanted me to do was go to heaven, I would be in heaven because I'm already born again. If all God wanted you to do was go to heaven, and if you're born again, then you would be gone but obviously we're here because we have something to do. And if God has something for me to do, I'm telling you, if God has something for you to do, there's no way that God is going to expect you to do it without, without having stored up the resources for you to do it. God wants you to prosper. God wants your assignment to be successful. Put in the chat, my assignment will be successful. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, the true essence of prosperity. Why does God want us to prosper? I talk about money with the mission, prosperity with a purpose. Why does God want us to prosper? I shared with you something yesterday that my pastor, my spiritual father, Tony Brazelton said, he said, in the world, people measure prosperity in what you have. In the kingdom of God, prosperity is measured in what you give. Oh, so why, why does God want us to prosper? Because he wants us to fund his projects all over the world. He wants us to make an impact in this world that will not easily be erased. He wants us uh, to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. And so this is where the rich fool went wrong. He wanted stuff for himself. Godly prosperity goes well beyond material wealth. Prosperity isn't just about money. Um, but But just because it isn't just about money doesn't mean that you have to kick money out right? So so when you're prospering in God, there's a reason why God wants you to prosper and really is for his kingdom plans and purposes. It's always about God. And with us, when God deals with us, it's always a matter of the heart. So it's not what we're doing is why we're doing it. This guy stored up stuff. There was nothing wrong with storing up stuff. Remember Joseph stored up grain. There's nothing wrong with storing up stuff, but why are you storing it up? And so if you accumulate and accumulate and you have the wisdom And you know how to do it and you know how to manage it and all of that. Great. And you're accumulating. Great. But now, what is the purpose? It's not the what, it's the why. Why are you accumulating? If you're just accumulating for you, that's where the problem comes in. This guy, the rich fool, was just storing up for himself. God wants us to prosper, but God wants us to have a purpose in what we're doing. In my book, Level Up Your Life, I talk about advancing or prospering in five areas. So, prosperity. God wants you to have prosperity in every area of your life. In my book, Level Up Your Life, I deal with five areas. Number one, I talk about leveling up or prospering spiritually. So this is my relationship with God. I deal with the word and the Holy Spirit and growing and discipling and all of that. That's, That's spiritually. Then I deal with physically, where health-wise, it is the will of God that I prosper and be in good health, that every system of my body would function in the perfection in which Christ Jesus created it to function. I need to live long and strong and declare the works of the Lord. I need to check my diet, right? I need to have exercise. I need to maintain this one body that God gave me, and it is the will of God, and sickness is not the will of God, and I come up against every disease and all of that. That's in the book, right? The next one was financially and I talk about giving in four areas, tithes and offerings sowing into ministry, given to the poor and how we become a conduit of kingdom finance and we should do that as well. I deal with that in the book. that's number three. number four is internally where I deal with on the inside prospering on the inside. that's mental health, that's inner peace. That's, I walk over to the mirror and I love and I like what I see. I do not have a low self-esteem. I, have, I esteem myself adequately. I believe what God believes about me. On the inside, I'm healthy inside and out. I get sweet sleep because my mind is not stressed out. Distressing anxiety has no power over me. That's all happening on the inside. And then lastly, on the outside, I deal with external relationships and I talk about spiritual covering. I talk about coaches. I talk about mentors. I talk about sponsors. I talk about, you know, you need a Paul or Barnabas a Timothy. I talk about all the relationships and life is better when you have friends. <laughs> and so I do, all of that is in that book And it is the will of God that you prosper in all five of those areas. God wants you to prosper. Put in the chat, God wants me to prosper in every area of my life. Say amen to that. And so God does want you to have an overflow. God wants me to have an overflow of love, peace, mercy, grace, knowledge, joy, and finances. It's not just about money, but God wants me to overflow in all of these areas. If you come to me and you're a, a young couple and or your, your marriage is at the brink of divorce, hey, Rick and Isabella, can we talk to you guys? If my marriage is jacked up, I can't talk to you because I don't have an overflow. I don't have an overflow of love or peace or grace or mercy or forgiveness to give you. But when we are overflowing in those areas, I can minister to you out of my overflow. Right. And so if I'm strong in one area from a wisdom or knowledge perspective, I've, I've, I have my 10,000 hours in this particular area. I forgot more about this than most people know. I have an overflow in that area. When somebody comes, I can now minister to them out of my overflow. Why? Because I know. I mean, I know that stuff, whatever that is. Right. And so so you got to know, like, what is it that you're overflowing in? So one of the reasons why God is OK with you overflowing in finances where you have more than enough so that you can minister out of your overflow. But if you're lacking in an area, if I don't know anything about this particular area and you ask me about it, I can't help you. So if I don't have an overflow of finances and you come, I can't help you. So we, we gotta be in a position to where we can be a blessing, but that happens when we have overflow. Say overflow. We it's okay for us to overflow in every area of our lives. The purpose of prosperity is evangelism. We're here on this planet to be a blessing to other people, and we should have excess and overflow because God is a God of overflow. And he wants us to use that overflow of love and grace and mercy and all of that to be a blessing to other people. That includes finances too. Say amen to that. Number three, let's talk about the misunderstanding of prosperity. Now, when I say prosperity, a lot of people immediately go to money. And prosperity, I just told you, five areas, all of that. It's more than just money. But for whatever reason, let's talk about money. Money has been vilified in the church, almost like poverty in some people's minds equals piety. And if you think that poverty is piety or that poverty is holiness, you must have never been poor. <laughs> because if you've if you really been poor and in lack, you know that is not the will of God. I mean, that's just not the will of God. God doesn't want you to be in lack and struggling. And no, that's, that's not the will of God but money has been vilified. It it has. And and it's like when I show people stuff in scripture, oh, look at what God did with Abraham. Look at what God did with David. Look at what God did with Solomon. Look at what God, whatever. And I'm showing them and it's like, oh, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Come on, man. I mean, like read the Bible. The the Lord gave these people these resources. God is not opposed to it. Matter of fact, in the garden of Eden, when uh, God created uh, uh, all of these things, he said that it was good. If you look in the Garden of, of Eden, God created gold, and and so from a wealth perspective, the gold was 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 something that God put there, and He's saying that this stuff is good. We're not, I mean, like this is all God. This is a God thing. So there's nothing wrong with resources, just as long as we use the resources to advance His kingdom plans and purposes. The guy, the rich fool. The problem with the rich fool was he was not thinking about nobody else. He was just storing up for himself. He was accumulating and there's a danger. Let me, let me be clear. There's a danger when you accumulate without a purpose. When, there's a danger when you're just storing up and storing up and storing up and storing up for yourself. And you have no, you don't have money with a mission or prosperity with a purpose. You have selfish desires. Your heart is not the heart of God. You're just accumulating for yourself. The rich fool, God said, you fool, this very night, your soul will be demanded of you then what's going to happen with all that stuff? Who's going to get it? It's not about you no more. So your heart needs to be right. There's no limit. Now, when your heart is right towards God, there's no limit to the resources that God will put in your hands. But let me, one of these days I'm going to teach on what I'm about to say. I've said this more than once, but I'm just kind of sliding it in, but I'm not really expanding on it. One of these days I'm going to expand on this. God does not give you what you pray for. God gives you what you're capable of managing. So there are people that are praying for stuff that God can't give them yet because God says, yeah, that is my will, son. That is my will, daughter. One day I'll be able to give it to you, but right now you can't handle it. You can't manage it. And the right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. And so you're asking for me to give you something that I'm telling you through the Holy Spirit to get prepared for. And that's where discipleship comes in. That's where discipline comes in. That's where in the parable of the talents, he gave them talents according to their ability to manage. So we're managers. And if you can't manage what God has given you, God can't give it to you because you're going to mismanage it. And so this is why people say, oh, the lottery ruined my life because now you have something that you don't know how to manage. And if you have something that you don't know how to manage, what's supposed to be a blessing can become a burden and it can, it can destroy you. You can ruin your life with something that you don't know how to manage. And so God can't give you what you're praying for if you can't handle it. And so you got to learn how to develop. I know that I'm preaching better than you're saying amen, but I'm stepping on some toes right now. You got to develop. There might be some things you got to learn. The Holy Spirit is like, well, go watch some YouTube videos on this, go read a book, go get ready because you got to be ready for me to release what I'm about to release in your life, put in the chat, I need to get ready. Now, when you get ready, watch it now. When you're ready, then go ahead and get ready because once you're ready, get ready. It can happen at any any time. But if you're not ready, God is not gonna release it. God wants you to be blessed, but he's only gonna release it at just the heart, at the right time when you can handle it. Now, if you can handle the overflow, get ready because God will release it. John 10 and 10, the Bible says, Jesus said, the thief comes only uh, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come. That they, may ha- that they may have life and have it in abundance and have it until it overflows. Say say this, say, God wants me to overflow. God wants me to overflow in every area of my life. Here's some quick things that you could do. I'm going to give you four quick things that you could do to keep your heart pure so I can move on to the next thing. You ready? Four things so that you know I'm ready for prosperity. Number one, avoid the love of money. It's not, the money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. So you got to avoid the love of money. Say, I, I avoid the, I, I don't love money. I love God. God can give me whatever because I'm never going to be caught up in the thing. I don't want to have anything in my life that I won't, I'm not willing to give away. I don't have anything that if God says, give it away, we give it away. Don't love money, love God. Number two, avoid the danger of comparison. <laughs> Remember when I shared with you what Paul said, uh, or, or the Bible says, yeah, here you got these people that they, uh, they are comparing themselves amongst themselves. They're comparing themselves with themselves. That's not wise. It's not wise for you to be comparing yourself with other people. Stop. There's dangerous. Stop. You, when, you, when you are uh, coveting what other people have, you're devaluing who you are. And so you need to be comfortable with who you are. Number three, check your heart daily to ensure that you're just doing whatever God wants you to do in every area of your life. And so as long as you're doing what God wants you to do, there's no limit. God can give you stuff because the stuff is not going to have you. And then number four, learn how to be content. Put this in the chat. I'm content with my now as I prepare for my next. I'm content with my now as I'm believing God for the next. I'm believing God for the next. But what I'm not going to do, this is this happened to me a long time ago. Uh, and I shared with you, I confessed it. Um, but I confessed to you one day, this was years ago, that I had lost because there's something that I'm waiting, I'm still waiting by the way. That thing that I'm waiting on hasn't happened yet. But I confess to you that I lost the joy. I lost the joy of my today because I know that God told me that I'm supposed to be doing something that hasn't happened yet. And my my expectation of my tomorrow actually caused me to lose the joy of my today. And there are some people that love God that know that I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be running this business. I'm supposed to be having this position. I'm supposed to be... And 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 God knows, yeah. But there's a lot of reasons. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're still preparing. Maybe God is moving pieces around on the chessboard. Maybe these other people are not ready. Maybe God is working on somebody else to get something in place. We don't know why, right? It's, it's God's timing, but it just hasn't happened yet. And some people lose the joy of their today because of what God said to them about their tomorrow. And God wants you to learn. Oh man, I'm preaching better than you saying Amen. God wants you to be content in your now as you believe God for the next. Say Amen. To that. This, what I just said right there, that was worth the cost of admission. W- worth everything I if you didn't get nothing else, that right there should have blessed you. All right, number four, last one for today. The responsibility of prosperity, the heart of a giver. Put in the chat, I have the heart of a giver. So I often mention these four categories: tithes, offerings given to the poor, and so on into ministry. Listen, uh, My wife and I, we participate in all four of those. We have been for over every month for over 20 years. And so what you want to do is you want to be a distribution center. I told you that yesterday. Say, I am a distribution center. What you don't want to do is hoard up. You want to be a distribution center so that you learn the lesson from this parable. You fool, this very night, your soul is demanded. Of you. You want to give and you want to give with your heart in your giving. You want to experience the joy of giving. G- giving is not something you've got to do, giving is something you get to do. And so when you understand the principle of sowing and reaping, not only am I is my heart in my giving, but then I understand that the more I give, the more God gives to me. And so, so I give and I can't outgive God. And so I'm giving and the more God gives to me and I'm not giving out of compulsion and I'm not giving out of necessity and I'm not giving out of manipulation. I'm giving because my heart is in my giving. And as I give as an act of worship, the more I give, the more God gives to me. And so I just keep on giving. And I know that one day I'm going to have more. One day I'm going to be able to give more. And I, I've already, God, I'm already giving more than I've ever given, but one day I'm going to be able to give more. My heart is in my... I just want to give. I want to be a distribution center for God's glory. Say amen to that. I said a lot. This is a message you might need to listen to again. All right, let's, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I believe it is your will for me to prosper. I align with your will, unlocking your blessings. I understand that true prosperity goes beyond material wealth. I embrace the responsibility that comes with your blessing so I can advance your kingdom. I am a distribution center of love, peace, grace, mercy, And finances. I commit to being a conduit of kingdom finances in this world. I give, and my heart is in my giving. And as I give, you multiply the seed as I sow it. So I'm here to serve. I give as an act of worship. I honor you with my first fruits. I give you the first, I give you the best, and I'm blessed to be a blessing. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, why not? Why are you not getting these messages? You're not getting my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to today'sword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Let me just say something about the Patreon. So we have this coaching platform, patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. I have over 500 videos now in all of these dif- different categories and the people that are signed up and they're getting, watching this content and I'm, I'm able to mentor them. I'm doing one-on-one sessions man, I'm seeing lives transformed and I do my best work one-on-one. So if that's something you're interested in, please go check that out. I love you, God loves you more. Do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Greater is coming for you. Make sure that you give and your heart